sat down with a week again for <laughs> the next episode of Them Asperger's. Um, <laughs> what? It's that time of the week again. What? I mean, how else do you start these? Should I have like... No, I like your intro, so make me laugh. Well, you don't introduce them. I know. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what to say at the start. I don't. But I don't want to say like this week's episode, because if someone's listened to these in non-chronological order, then... Uh... <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay, sorry. Then it just sounds weird. Anyway. Uh, I've kind of sprung this on you because yes. I totally forgot that we need to record an episode this week and you did as well. So I'm interested to see where you're going to go with this. I am equally interested to see where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, but you've got like a list of topics that you want to talk about. Yeah. A whole thing. I mean, this all came from, I mean, where did this come from? Like you wanted to learn more about Asperger's because obviously you're still waiting for your own diagnosis so you're just yeah. looking for i mean am i helping you like are these chats giving you like sort of any sort of i don't know uh not enlightenment but like is it like showing you things about yourself or your own condition because obviously before i met you in november it had never probably never been suggested to you that you've got asperger's so um since i've said it i imagine there's loads of stuff that you've probably put two and two together and looked at things you've done in the past and gone oh that's why i did that yeah yeah so yeah definitely yeah so these podcasts are what to explore things that you're interested in or yeah i don't know i just it's quite fun to talk it out really isn't it yeah oh yeah yeah. i don't mind because if i'm honest like once i got diagnosed and once i'd done everything in that sense like learn everything I thought I needed to learn about it I hadn't talked to talk about in ages like once you go to work and work are accepting of it and you're not you know when you get your routine down so there's not a load of like stuff that like flares it up or causes you to behave in a way that appears autistic yeah once you like minimize your existence in a way I suppose this isn't something you bring up like sometimes I forget I've got it so uh because it's so like ingrained in me now like how to deal with it and how not to deal with it it's not something where I've had to go sorry, I've got Asperger's or, you know, oh, I can't help myself, it's this. Yeah. Uh, this has been, like, good for me because it's the first time we've actually... It's the first time I've talked about it in detail in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you have anything you want to talk about today? I did, but I think I've just changed my mind. Okay. I don't think we're going to do that one anymore today. Okay. My... Is it... I don't know if this is going to work, but just talking about, um, like, life before Asperger's and things that you can remember that you... I mean, I guess things that you remember that were traits that you didn't know were traits um, and things that used to wind you up but maybe don't anymore or, like, just how how you used to be compared to how you are now and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't think I've changed that much. I think before diagnosis, like I said, I was I got diagnosed because I had to go to therapy. Uh, well, I didn't have to go, but my girlfriend at the time made me go. Yeah, uh, and that's when it was discovered because she thought I definitely needed help. Yeah. Um, but before that, I kind of, I kind of like tried to pursue things that I thought everybody else had. So I would like obviously not realizing my whole mimicking and blending in and trying to be like everyone else. I looked at like the things that NT people do or want out of life. So the things that NT people do. And like, I used to watch NT people like go to school with me and like learn things. Yeah. You know, and they wanted like the best grades because they wanted to be like a doctor or solicitor or that kind of thing. You know, so they want the best grades so they could go to uni. And then when they go to uni, they would want a mortgage. Um, kids that kind of thing yeah uh and i didn't want any of that but i used to watch people who had didn't have asperger's so the neurotypical people and watch the things they wanted and try and make myself want them too yeah um because i thought that's what i needed so i just always thought that when i thought about jobs that i could do and career paths i could go down i just looked at them and thought the reason none of these appeal to me is because i'm looking at the wrong ones and 
that's like that was something that I believed for ages that I just had to find the right career for me and that all these people were doing it you don't realize that um emotion is a big controlling force in um NT people's worlds like yeah. they, they decide on a lot of stuff based on how they make them feel their emotions they're like that kind of thing yeah um but when you're on the spectrum it doesn't work that way you're kind of governed by logic and uh what makes sense because you don't really get a gut feeling or a reaction to something so you have to kind of weigh it up based on yeah. pros and cons and that kind of thing um so before diagnosis i just thought i was like either like i thought you, you start thinking you start realizing you're different to everybody else yeah um like i've spoke to this before but a lot of people that have asperger's including myself you kind of feel like you're a different species to yeah definitely to people so to neurotypical people um i always felt that i was like a different species of human completely uh i didn't identify myself as the same thing as them and like listen to the nt people talk about what their like wants needs things like i've said what they want for their future and that kind of thing i felt like we were different so when i spoke to them like i'd agree and say yeah i want that too or you know that's what i'm gonna do and that kind of thing but if i'm honest i didn't yeah. That was just part of my blending in. In my head, I was thinking, why don't I want these things? Why am I not uh, seem to be driven by the same stuff? Why am I not interested in this? And you do start thinking that you're different. Um, there's loads of people, I think there's various forums that have names that, like from another planet and like that kind of thing. People that believe they're like alien in that sense. Um, yeah. So I always knew I was different to everybody else. Everybody else that I spoke to. Uh, interacted with talked to that kind of thing I always knew that there was something different about me to them um and it's just weird stuff you do like I don't know if you've noticed but um like your I want to say like maturity level is different to people that are NT I feel like I don't mature at the same speed as everyone else so yeah. like even though I'm in my 30s now like I still feel like I'm really not young like like children young but like I have the mentality of someone that's a lot younger than myself. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's down to emotion. I don't know if it's because like NT people like experience like emotional hardships, which like ages them <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Like uh, weathers them in that sense and they become more of a grown up. But yeah. I'd still talk to people that are like older than me or in some cases younger than me that, um, do you know what I mean? Like have like a proper, like a job, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a, a proper job, <laughs> house, kids married you know what i mean and like for me that still feels like something that's like decades away yeah uh, and i'm not ready for that kind of thing yet so there's just stuff like that um that you don't understand why you're like that um not in mind like i imagine you're the same have you ever like just laid in bed at night and thought about some ridiculous social situations you've been in where you just yeah. think why did i say that or why did i do this and you have like this like weird like regret towards like oh god yeah i like, do that all the time actually yeah yeah and you think why did i say that to someone or why did i do that to someone or you know why did i why did i behave that way that gets easier once you get diagnosed because yeah. you start thinking oh that makes sense but like at the time you just think i'm an idiot like what was i playing at i find it like in some situations i don't really do it anymore but i know I, I don't really put myself in weird social situations anymore that I don't want to be in as much. But, like, if I... When I'm, I used to be in social situations and I was meeting new people and stuff, I'd find, like, sometimes I would say something that was a complete fabrication just because I felt like that would make me, like, fit in a bit better or it would mean that me and the personal people I was talking to would have more in common. So I would just say something and then as soon as it left my mouth, think, oh no, I can't back that up with anything. Why have I said it? I don't do it anymore because like I said, I don't get myself in those yeah. situations, but that's definitely something I, like, I've definitely been with a group of people who were really like, uh, like I've been... I, when I ran, I ran one of the races, one of the races, and I was with a group of men running it because they had watches and I needed to keep in time with them. Yeah. So I was running with these like four men that I didn't know, and they were just talking about like work. And at the time I was seventeen, so I was still I was in sick form. I did have a job, but like you know, like a weekend job at a cafe. I wasn't in full time work. 
but they were just like chatting about work and just because it would make it easier to fit in I just started started talking about work and they just assumed that I was like in my 20s because you know like we were running so you don't you don't you haven't made an effort to look like any particular way you're all in like the same sort of clothing so yeah, there yeah. isn't really a it's not like you're in like a school uniform yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like you can't isn't it's not easy to judge age like you're sweating it was a half marathon like so yeah i just completely fabricated this weird job so that we had something in common to talk about instead of me going oh yeah i'm, I'm at school like th- just things like that. I remember I did. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I do. I mean, I I know exactly what you mean. Like, I don't do it anymore because you know once you get diagnosed. But I used to say all kinds of things about myself that wasn't true. Yeah. Um. Just because in reality, when you tell someone like I've got no interest in like going traveling, or I've got no interest in like playing football after school, do you know what I mean? Like for normal people, they they see that as weird or yeah. like, you know, you're like a hermit shouting. Yeah. So you have to like make up these like things, like these stories about yourself. Like, oh yeah, I would do that, but I've done that already. Or I would go to the cinema to watch that film, but I saw it last week. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. to get out of stuff. Um, whereas when you're diagnosed, um, I found it's a lot easier. The first few times I did it, it was really uncomfortable. So the first few times that I used it as a way to not go to something um it was bizarre like after diagnosis a few friends wanted to like not to celebrate my diagnosis or anything it was just coincidental I'd been diagnosed they wanted to go out and normally you do that thing where you go oh yeah I'll come to that that's fine and then you spend ages trying to think of what should I say to get out of this yeah so yeah do you just lie about it uh to get out of going out uh which is what I used to do so you say you'll go because you've got that awkward situation of when someone's asked you to your face and you're not sure how to get out of it. And then you spend ages thinking, what's the lie to get out of this? Or you go for the classic of just ignoring your phone. and not Yeah, that's my standard. Yeah, um, but like once you've been diagnosed, um, you can actually say it as a, as a way to get out of it. Um, I'm a little bit weird about doing it sometimes um, because I don't... <sighs> I mean, even though I've been diagnosed for a while, uh, I'm still sometimes uncomfortable bringing it up. Uh, I still try and do things that, you know, I shouldn't really be doing. So I put myself in situations occasionally that I shouldn't be putting myself in. Uh, And I push the limit sometimes of like my Asperger's. And you get embarrassed sometimes of saying, sorry, I've got Asperger's. Um, I can't help it with this. Or, you know, someone asks you something beforehand to do something and that's easier, actually. Say someone asks you to do something that, you know, you can't do, telling them beforehand, I can't do it because of this, is because of my Asperger's, is way easier than just doing something, have it go horribly wrong and then go, sorry, that happened, it's because of my Asperger's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you said that you keep yourself away from things. So since I've told you yeah. that you've got Asperger's, which was what? Late November, no, start of December? November. Yeah. Uh, would you say that you've limited what you've been doing with yourself since then? Yeah. I think like from, I mean, when you first told me, I I didn't want to hear it. So I just kept saying, no, like, I think you're just, because you've got it, you're assuming that I do. Um, it was only really after I went to the first therapy session I went to and the therapist sort of said, I think you should be referred to the cast team because I think you're you're you've got Asperger's it was then that like I started to believe it more but it was after and then I guess I was still kind of denied it for a bit and then I went to the interview with the woman from the cast team who actually she was screening and obviously wanted to work out if she thinks that I do have it and should go for diagnosis or not and she decided that she thinks I do so that to me like because that's someone who's obviously trained and works with people with it all the time so is you know has way more knowledge yeah I mean she's probably seen like hundreds of different variations of it yeah so it was it was after that that I started to really think okay like this is you know it's like two therapists now one who's like trained in this and then I started to look into it more and I think after that that was when I really started thinking yeah I probably have this and the more I looked into it the more I started yeah it made me have more of an understanding of why I do the things that I do and it kind of made me feel like with the social things 
kind of made me realise that it's okay to say no. Even if you don't have Asperger's, it's still okay to say no if you don't want to do something. But it's just, I think, before, because of, like, the way society is and the way you're kind of told things to do, I would just assume that I had to do things that people asked of me. So they'd say, like, oh, we're going on a night out, you should come. And I just feel like I had to, so I would go along with it and then either go and hate it or do the whole ignoring my phone thing. Whereas since the kind of, not diagnosis, but since the thinking that I, there's a good chance I do have it, I started to be a bit more direct and just go, no, I don't want to do that. And not because I've got Asperger's, because that's not something I say to people because I haven't been diagnosed and whatever, but I've just feel a lot more confident in myself just saying, no, I don't feel like that. That's not something I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. Um, because you know, like it kind of gets you, not gets you out of stuff, but like knowing your limitations of what you can and can't do help, like keep sort of a balance of like, before I was diagnosed, like you just, you don't know what it is. So you just keep going into situations that you can't control or can't cope with or can't deal with. And you're like sort of thrown in them. Uh, and it's, it's, just like wandering around blind um, because you just don't realise that you're putting yourself in situations that you just you're in no way you're going to be able to handle. Um, yeah. Once you're diagnosed, it's way easier because um, I always felt like it was bizarre how how much trouble I gave with it. It's kind of like you're born and everybody else had like the instructions or yeah. mean, manual to like life, and I was just sort of bumbling about not sure what I was doing getting myself in situations getting worked up frustrated meltdowns that kind of thing and other people weren't so you kind of just think it's weird because you're having meltdowns over stuff that literally everybody else that's near you is not having a meltdown over yeah um and I always just thought this because everybody else was better at life than me and they'd all just figured it out early and there was just for some reason I couldn't figure out what they were doing differently. And once you get diagnosed and they give you it, like that becomes easier. Like my life now is is way more like relaxed. Uh, it's way more peaceful. There's like a, do you mean like a tranquility to everything? Yeah. I feel fine most of the time now. Like there are still situations because, you know, when you're an adult, you can't get out of certain things and certain things you have to do. I mean, obviously that's how you end up getting like social workers or support workers and that kind of thing, of which I have both. Uh, and they deal with the situations that I can't, can't be avoided, Yeah, uh, that I have to deal with. You don't have any yet, but um, do you know what I mean? Like, so you're kind of getting like secondary knowledge from me at the moment. Yeah. So things that they're telling me, I'm passing on to you. Uh, and hopefully once you're diagnosed, like they'll give you all that kind of stuff. And then your life will become easier because the things that you can't handle, they'll deal with. And you just have to deal with the things you can handle. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Like, I know it's, it seems kind of weird, like, and to start off with when you've gone as long as you've gone, like when you've gone years and years of your life. Yeah. Just handling stuff yourself. It seems weird to hand it over to someone else. Yeah. In that sense, like it does seem a little bit odd. Like I sometimes feel weird saying you can do that for me then Um, because, yeah, because you feel like everybody else is handling it themselves. Everybody everybody else is just, you know, they're adulting, like, you know what I mean? Uh, And you can't do it. So that initial when you get diagnosed and you just go to someone, oh, I can do that for you. And then you go, "Uh, yeah, all right, fine, you do it. Like I almost initially when I first got a social worker, started thinking that I was just giving stuff that I could do to them just as like a little like I know it's your job you know I'll give you something (laughs) um because but I can handle this but then when they start taking things off you uh and it's the stuff that you didn't realize was a massive stress on you um like you said that you don't see me have meltdowns that often and I think it's because I have people that take things off me that initially at the time when I'm doing them I don't feel like it's that big a deal and it's fine and I don't realize that later on down the line it has a knock-on effect and causes a meltdown like a week from now yeah and had i have just given it to somebody else before i did it that meltdown wouldn't happen yeah um it just didn't cause one there and then uh, and yeah like there are things that you get weird with at first because you feel a bit of a fraud um especially when you've gone so long not knowing you've got it that's going to be a hard one for you i know you're a little bit weird about talking about having asperger's now when you haven't been diagnosed and yeah. you worry that do you know what I mean? You'll come to be getting diagnosed and then they'll say, it's not that. Yeah. Um, 
the weird thing you're going to have when you get diagnosed is believing it yourself. So I spent ages um, accepting that I had Asperger's because you don't think you do because you've gone so long without anyone saying it or telling you. Yeah. Uh, and then when they say it, you don't believe it because you just think, well, it can't be that because if it was that, somebody else would have noticed. So they're just they're just seeing if it's that. I thought once I'd gone to the Asperger team, they'd say, no, it's not that and then move me on to someone else. Um, so when you get diagnosed, you don't believe it. Even now, sometimes when I tell people I've got it, I do feel a bit of like a fraud or a liar um, because obviously those that were diagnosed young um, or those that have become way more accepting of it like are happy to give things to their social worker, are happy to just not do certain things. Yeah. And I still sometimes put myself in situations, like I said, that I shouldn't be doing, uh, which then cause like massive anxiety and stress to me. And I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? And then there's that initial embarrassment of like, why have I done this? This is yeah. stupid. Had I have just like swallowed my pride at the start and just done it and given it to someone else, it would have been fine. But I'm still fighting my own diagnosis. And you'll do the same thing. Yeah. Everybody that gets to late diagnosed, I think initially doesn't want to believe they've got it. You've done it a little bit already where I've told you and you've gone, it's not that. I don't think I do. Um, and you're weird because sometimes you'll tell me that you're like 60-40. Um, <laughs> I think lately your percentage of what you think of you having it has been much higher. Yeah. Uh, there have been times where you fully told me that you definitely think you do. Yeah. And you've just gone, I am, aren't I? Like that kind of thing. And yeah, there's that. It took me like a year after diagnosis to accept it. Uh, and I was still trying to carry on as normal. Like I'd got diagnosed and then I was still trying to do everything that... I did in the first place and just having the same problems as I had before therapy. So yeah, you have that. Uh, it's learning what your Asperger's is, what traits you've got, what things cause you stress and then learning to just stop. Yeah. I mean, couple that with the fact that when you're an Asperger, you make routines for your day, for your week. Do you know what I mean? Out of everything. And yeah. some of those routines have the things in there embedded that cause you to have meltdowns i'm sure there's things you do in your daily routine that are triggers for your meltdowns but they've just somehow managed to make themselves in there like and become part of it uh and you'll find once you get diagnosed you'll realize they're your triggers and then trying to work them out of your daily routine is it's such a weird like thing to do because you're messing with your own routine which will give you meltdowns but you're yeah. taking things out of your routine that will give you meltdowns so that first like period of being diagnosed you go through like a massive stage of just massive anxiety more so than before diagnosis because you just start thinking of how much stuff in my life's about to change mm -hmm. now because I'm diagnosed. <clears throat> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I was just thinking about it. Like I know, I know for me, like things that I struggle with, uh, I've, no I've noticed I really don't, I mean, I think everyone with Asperger's doesn't like the not knowing times for things. I realise that's something that stressed me out a lot. Like, obviously, you, you've you just come out of hospital, but yeah. when you were in hospital, not knowing when you were going to come out. Yeah. That, like, I mean, it, it was you in hospital, so you're the one that's dealing with it. But, like, I was getting really on edge not knowing when you were going to come out because... I would have been fine if they'd just said like a time, but that not knowing the time, that's something that, and I, I feel like before, before you'd said about like Asperger's or anything, I would have just not known what was bothering me so much. Yeah. Whereas. Well, this is what I mean. Yeah. It's, that's something that it, it's nice to notice more things that. Wait, yeah, this is what I mean. It can be pinpointed. So, yeah. like once you once you know, so not knowing the times or something is something that causes you anxiety. Yeah, you can then tell someone in that sense. Sorry, I've got Asperger's. Uh, I need to know exact times of stuff. Yeah. Whereas, like NT people, will just take it as like that's the standard. Yeah. It's a hospital. They don't know. It'll take as long as it takes. Most people accept that about that situation. But when you're someone on the spectrum, it doesn't matter even if you know that's the nature of a hospital. Yeah. You still crave that, like, structure. Yeah, it's like if I go on a journey anywhere, I need to know how long the journey's going to take. Like, if I'm in a car journey, I like to know how long it will take. And it doesn't matter if, like, I've overguessed it and uh, I get there a little bit earlier. 
but like I just need to know for my own comfort throughout the journey and like at different points I want to know how far away I am and things like that that's something that I know yeah whereas I don't have that at all yeah Uh, timings for me are something that I don't care too much about I've never worried about uh, which is why like you said me being in hospital I wasn't that bothered about how long I was in there for or when they were going to let me leave Uh, that never never entered my head Um, that's not one of mine but like now that I've said it to you like the whole Asperger's thing like you're able to look up stuff that might bother you and I think that's the thing for anyone that's later diagnosed is um, working it out and like working your way through it I guess when you're younger diagnosed you work out your stuff really early on and it grows with you so if you get diagnosed at four like you your life will develop in a way that tells you where your things are do you you figure it out as it happens it happens once and you then know how to deal with it um i've got that now so now i've been diagnosed new situations that come up in my life that i haven't experienced before come up happen i'm able to gauge how it affects me like autistically i suppose uh and then how to deal with it yeah whereas you kind of have to like retroactively go back into your life find all the things that cause you problems and then add your own like Asperger ways into it to fix it whereas I guess if you get it when you're younger you don't need to um you experience it once alter and carry on and then you know you know what the issue is I mean how many times have you come across a mom that's told you that they can't doing it has to be this like don't put my stuff in a bag my son has autism yeah he doesn't want it in a bag or you'll need to make sure you swap this out for the exact same thing because he's got autism he won't cope yeah if it's not the same thing do you know what i mean like so there's that level of it when you're diagnosed as a child that people just like pre preemptively kind of do it yeah so you've got no stress no problems no issues yeah um whereas when you are like you are you just have to it's a post thing you realize that it was an autistic thing and after it's happened yeah there's a lot of things that i think i didn't know bothered me that i've learned bother me which has been quite interesting or there's things that i knew bothered me but i never knew why they bothered me and then in doing more like research it's kind of i've worked out why that's an issue for me and that that's been quite it's quite interesting to like learn your own yeah uh, i mean your own I've said personality it, i suppose i've said it like a hundred times but like everybody that's got it's got it differently yeah uh and the easiest thing to do is to work out your own personal version of asperger's and then to figure out how to get it to do you mean how to tailor it into your life yeah um and that's always a problem it's odd like i think before this i didn't really know what my personality was like i ne- i could never put a finger on like you know if people say like oh what are you like as a person I don't think I really knew what I was like as a person I think I now understand myself a bit better than I did before I'd say that's something that's come out of it like because I used to not know you know if you're like relaxed or you're stressy yeah like I used to not really know where I stood with that because like I said to you earlier like my sister said that I'm super relaxed with a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't be relaxed with, but then I'm also can get really worked up over things that or like NT people just wouldn't care about. So I used to not know if I was a relaxed person or a super stressy person because of that weird contrast. Whereas now I know like that I am, I guess I am quite a relaxed person, but equally like if something triggers like, my burger my asperger's like traits yeah. then that's gonna i am gonna react to it way more than like is considered normal and like i know that i've never been very good at like being bossy so i don't really have like a bossy side to my personality i'm much more of a uh like submissive sort of personality i would say that's something that i never really noticed about myself yeah well the thing is with asperger's is um i think for a lot of people that aren't autistic yeah or nt yeah um they see it as they i it's hard to explain because i used to see it as like autism as like not not like a i mean obviously it's classed as disability but 
not like it, but it was like there was a person and the person had autism and the autism was almost like not like a disease or a virus but yeah. they were who they were and they were like everybody else but then there was this thing that changed them and like changed the behavior but i've realized like you realize about especially with asperger's and autism and that kind of thing in general that it is who you are as well um it's not like you're you with asperger's it's kind of like you are asperger's so like when you're born it's just it's a massive part of your who you are yeah um do you mean so like when people try and like think there's like a cure for it or like it can be you can teach yourself to like get rid of it um you can't like it's just it's part of you as a person you're born with it it is like in your core and it kind of grows with you and becomes what it is like i've said before people that are born with asperger's i think everyone that's born with it has it as the same way and then depending on your environment who raises you it shapes with your personality and like you said knowing that you've got asperger's is like getting this big like key to this is who you are yeah um because it is it has shaped the way you are and the way you become and you like i said like the thing i said like people everybody else had like a manual for life and i didn't once you get it you realize how everything works for you um i was trying to apply everybody else's like nt emotions to myself so i was watching people do things and watching them get happy from it and then thinking oh cool i'll just do that and then not getting the same thing and just going so what's going on here are they faking it yeah like are people just pretending to be happy because that's what they have to do and they're not really feeling it and am i supposed to do that next but then you start thinking if that's how it works and happiness isn't really like an emotion that people have you just do the same things everybody else does and then you pretend to be happy i feel like that's something someone would teach you yeah um so i didn't understand why i wasn't naturally having these instincts everybody else was having but then when you get the diagnosis people go no that's how they work and this is how you work yeah and that was weird because all that stuff then just started making sense um you know like when people say like try to give me nt stuff like if you i don't know i'm trying to think of like an nt thing that nt people do to make themselves feel good or relaxed go on holiday yeah maybe like go on holiday or um what's another thing that nt people do to relax Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm an NT person. I want to relax. Go to the beach. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you'd go and do that. So say you go to the beach because people go, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the beach because that's relaxing. And then you go to the beach and there's like people with barbecues and like there's people playing music, yeah. you know, like, and they're everywhere and people riding past on bikes and like all that kind of thing. You think this isn't relaxing. Why do people do this? Why is everyone keep telling me that they need to go to the beach and relax, you know, like listen to the sounds of the sea. That'll calm you down. But you can't listen to the sounds of the sea. You're hearing like people talking to each other, people making loud noises. You know, there's always someone that brings like a guitar to the beach, you know, like you're hearing all that. So you think like this isn't relaxing. Why is this relaxing? Um, And that's what that's what I mean. Like you're 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 watching like NT behavior trying to replicate it and not getting the result they're getting so you start thinking like are they making it up is this not true and that's when you notice you're different but when you get like a the autistic you know you get diagnosed and you become autistic and you not become autistic but you find out you are autistic you then when someone goes oh yeah you should relax why don't you go to the beach you've got like the autism thing now so then you go yeah i would go to the beach but uh you know it's this time of day after work everyone's going to be there there's going to be barbecues. There's going to be people playing music and people everywhere. That's not, that's not relaxing to me. Yeah. Um, and like the same thing works for them. When someone says to you now, what do you do to relax? And you go, oh, I go home, turn the lights out, light an incense, sit quietly in the dark. Yeah. People just go, oh, that seems a bit... Depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's, two, it's two separate things. Um, and getting diagnosis helps with all of that. Yeah. Uh, it helps you realize all the things that don't work for you. Um, whereas before, like I said, it's just a blind, you're trying to guess, uh, you're trying to just attempt to be like everyone else and have it not work. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to understand, yeah, just to understand yourself a lot more. To Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've, never, I've never understood like, anything I did up until the diagnosis like literally up until it yeah 
Was there anything that you can remember, like, after getting diagnosed, what things to you would you say, like, really fell into place? Like, um, Nothing at first. Yeah. So at first, like I said, I wasn't accepting that I was. So I didn't think I was. I just thought the therapist had said it and it was a guess. Yeah. Uh, and that she was wrong, but I just thought I'll go along with it. And then you go see professional, like, diagnosers. Yeah. If that's the word. Uh, and they're telling you it's it. But you're still a little bit like, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the diagnosis. Uh, and I was convinced when they gave me the diagnosis that I'd read through it. And then right at the end, it would tell me I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but it says you are. Uh, and then you have to go for the therapy, which is like an accepting of the diagnosis. Um the thing that's difficult to start off with is letting go of all the stuff that you were pursuing before you were diagnosed. So all the things that you thought was like a normal life and there were the things you were doing. So there's all this stuff you were doing as your day-to-day routine that was your life that you were trying to do and you had like all these mental goals that you didn't realise were mental goals. Like sort of giving all that up. Yeah, can and- you like, with, what ones did you have that you felt like you had uh, to give up? Like the job one. Yeah. Uh, the job one was a big one for me, uh, finding the perfect career. Um, yeah. I don't know at what point that became a thing, but I think at some point when I was really young, I had decided that I was going to find the perfect career for me. I always meant that I always thought I was meant to do something big uh, and it was going to be this big, amazing job. Yeah. Uh, and that would be who I'd be. Um, and I always thought that jobs were what defined people. When you think about it, like you said, you don't know your own personality. So yeah. thinking about it, it might have just been that I didn't know who I was. So I thought if I had this amazing career, yeah, that's be that would be who I was. Um, so that was a big one. So I always thought that I would just find this job, do it, and then be like, this is it. This is amazing. This is my job. This yeah. is who I'll be. And it'd be something amazing that when people said, what do you do for a living? I'd tell them. And they'd go, wow. And then they'd assume that that was who I am as a person. Uh, thinking about it now, I think it was just because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. And I just thought the job would help define me a bit better. So giving that up, um, I'd always wanted to experience satisfaction with something or yeah. content with something or what NT people consider happiness. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sure what that is. I'm kind of aware of what it looks like and I know what name it is. I know it's called happiness and I'm fully aware of what it does to NT people when they experience it. But I personally don't have it. Um, So that was something that I always wanted. That was a goal to do something that made me feel happy to finish a task, a job, something and have like a weird sense of like achievement and satisfaction after doing it. Yeah. Um, They were things that I'd always pursued constantly um, that... I then had to just let go of. And what just, did you? Um, what sort of things did you try to do because you thought that they would make you happy? Um, like with jobs and stuff, I kind of. When you've got Asperger's, you can't picture yourself doing things. You know, like hypotheticals, yeah. or yeah. like some people get confused and think that people on the spectrum have no creativity, which isn't true. But like. Try and imagine, you know, sometimes it gives you a hypothetical. I can't do hypothetical at all. Yeah, like, well, imagine yourself doing this. So, like, when people said, what do you want to do for a living? And I said, I don't know. And they said, for example, what about a policeman? Imagine yourself as a policeman. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So that means that because I couldn't do it, I got it in my head that, I got it in my head that how it would work is someone would say the job. Yeah. And I'd go, yes. Yeah. That's the job. I'd be able to picture it. That would be the job for me. I just do the job. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you for telling me the job. I can picture it in my head. And because I can't picture any of these other jobs, I just assumed that they can't be right then. Yeah. So it was stuff like that. So like I would go on like career websites and try and find things. I talk to careers advisors. Yeah. I'd scroll through like job seeker pages, Indeed and all the different job sites. You know what I mean? Trying to find jobs and try and imagine myself doing them and couldn't. Yeah. Um. So because I couldn't imagine it, I just assumed... That's not, the job. That's it, not yeah. the job for me. And as you know, once you've taken a job, you get so stuck in the routine of that place. Yeah, that you can't leave. And working there, um, like the jobs we've got now, I've been doing it for nearly four years. I get so used to it that I the, the thought of leaving it um, is hideous. Yeah. Uh, but equally, the thought of staying also like... Is hideous. Yeah. yeah. 
but you you get stuck like that and that's worse before diagnosis because I started thinking like I was working in jobs that I wanted out of but I couldn't picture myself doing anything else so I just kind of you kind of start thinking like so it's not this job but it's not that job what is this job and you get like so like sort of down and like depressed because you can't find it yeah uh, and same with like the satisfaction and achievement thing I'd achieve stuff and do things like I've said get a degree uh, get promoted at work and you see people like you know breaking out the champagne or partying or like cheering and like doing that kind of stuff which is standard like happy responses yeah. um so i get my degree and then sit there waiting you know like <laughs> waiting for me to start like jumping up and down screaming like laughing you know what i mean like quick someone get me a drink like this is the best day ever and doing <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff that people do yeah uh and there was nothing in me that had that urge to do those things so at no point did i think do you know i mean sometimes i'd fake it so sometimes yeah. I'd practice at home. Do you know what I mean? Like pretending to be like, you know. Happy. About something, yeah, that had just happened. And then feel an idiot because I was just like, this is stupid. I couldn't do this in public. What, um, other than like job related things though, yeah. were there other things that you tried, that you thought would bring you happiness that didn't or? Um, or that you did out because you thought would bring you happiness? No, like, you, you do things like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I thought I'd have to, like, try and find, like, hobbies, pastimes, uh, which I couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to find something you're interested in when you don't have a reaction to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could do something like, say, play football or something like that and feel nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, like, old me before diagnosis would just think, this isn't for me because I felt nothing. Yeah. Um, but then you realise that you don't really feel anything towards stuff. So, you know, it's a case of do I, don't I, what's the point? Um, yeah, I mean, neither of us have like hobbies, I would say. I don't think yeah. we... Yeah. We don't do things. We do this. Yeah. This is probably it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like a hobby goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you just you just get stuff like that where you just try and do things that you you see other people doing, like stereotypical stuff. You would like like we've said, going on holiday. Yeah. Uh, I used to go on holiday. I say it's relatively regularly, like family holidays once a year. Um, old girlfriends before diagnosis, I went on holiday with. Yeah. Once you get diagnosed, you realise that holidays are pointless because their purpose are to experience new things. Yeah. But usually, I mean, it's not the same for everybody with Asperger's, I'm sure. But for me and probably you, I have very little interest in experiencing new things. I get really on edge about going on holiday. Like, it's to do with the hypothetical thing. Like, I can't picture myself being in a place that I don't know. Yeah. So prior to going on holiday when I was younger, like the same, I used to go on holiday roughly every year with my family. But um, I'd find like that up until the point of actually going on holiday, I'd kind of been in denial about the fact that the holiday was happening. I would never pack my suitcase until like the last, last minute. And then the whole traveling experience is hideous for me. Like I hate traveling in general. I've, I don't enjoy traveling at all. Like I can do in a car because you have control over a car, but like being on a plane, I have no control over that. I don't like, the timing, they give you like a timing, but you know, like there can be delays at airports, you like boarding, yeah. all of that stuff. I hate it. And also you're going to a place that you've never seen before. So I can't plan anything. Like I don't know where everything is. As soon as I get to the place, I need to like look around the whole house, know where all the rooms are. Then I want to look around the whole area. I want to know where the shops are. Like to me, it's just stressful. The whole thing is quite stressful. I'm not a big fan of holiday for that reason. I think like we're different. Yeah, I mean, my, we have different. My reasons, reasons for not going is it is the same as like people that go. You know, like people that go traveling go to like find themselves, and yeah. they always say to experience new cultures because that will like broaden your horizons yeah. uh, and that kind of thing. Like it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me. So going on holiday for me doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah. So like I don't see like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't see, like, sights or that kind of thing and feel anything towards them. I can go watch, like, a sunset in another country or go see, like, some sort of monument or landscape that's unique to that area and is completely different to the one I'm from. And it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't feel anything towards it. I don't feel, like, 
this is amazing. You know when people show you like holiday photos of the things they've seen? Yeah. I don't feel like I need to experience that. Like I don't see those pictures and just think, oh, I should go on holiday. Um, and all the other stuff, lounging about the pool and the other things people do, you know, going out for dinner yeah. to nice places. None of that stuff has any sort of like emotional bearing on me. So um, I'd be going on holiday just for the sake of... So people, when they ask me, when's I asking went on holiday, I'd have an answer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, I was, you know, like before diagnosis, you're pursuing all these things that you don't need to. Yeah. And diagnosis helps you stop. Um, because obviously when you pursue these new things and try and do all this stuff that you're trying to get, this NT stuff, that's where the anxiety comes, stress comes, meltdowns come. You find yourself in situations that you can't fully deal with. Um, whereas once you realize that all that stuff doesn't matter to you and you don't need to pursue it, um, it makes things easier because you don't put yourself in those scenarios anymore um, because you know you don't have to. But the problem I had is it was 26 years of these goals I'd set myself that at the time I thought were reasonable. Like when you say them out loud to someone, oh, I just want a job that I can like and I want to know how to relax after work and I want to have like hobbies and interests that I can do with my time. Um, When you tell people that they're your goals, they sound easy yeah not easy achievable yeah it's not like i wanted to like be go to the moon or anything like that um but then once you get diagnosed you realize the goals you've set yourself are never gonna happen um and like i said i've said this before like when i got diagnosed they didn't show me the way to achieve the things that i wanted just the asperger way yeah they told me that the thing I need to do is accept that this is what I am uh, and that the things I was trying to do with myself were um, flawed. They just never, it was never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was never going to happen. I think the thing for me that's like, um, uh, I don't know if a worry is the right word, but like I've gone, what, like 21 years without any like diagnosis. And like I do like i i'm doing quite well for myself and like the fact that i've got like like a full-time job i'm yeah. like a member of management yeah. i've got my own flat like live by myself and like i'm like very capable of living life like i yeah. can do it well but it worries me that like having diagnosis could mean that like stop saying like that ha- having a diagnosis would make people think lesser of me because sometimes they see it with you not like not when we're together because i don't think any lesser of you i know that you're totally capable of a lot of things that like there are a few things that you can't do yeah that i also can't do but when people assume that because you have asperger's you're therefore incapable of living yeah, I mean, that's the thing that that all depends on who you say it to. So yeah, everybody, a lot of people don't know what Asperger's is. Yeah, they have their idea of what it is, and sometimes that idea is wrong. Yeah, but they still apply it to you because they think it's a blanket. Everyone that has it has it like this. Yeah, and they assume that about yourself. And I know what you're saying. Like you are doing well uh, yeah. as far as I mean, any an NT person that was where you are now would be doing well. Yeah, like you're 21 you management in a job you've got your own place like you said uh you manage your own money you're about to get a degree like this is all like big achievements for an nt person yeah so for someone on the spectrum this is like impressive um but once you're diagnosed you don't have to tell people that's the thing it's it's not like you have to like i mean i did but that's because before i was diagnosed do you mean like i was always entry level everything Everything was difficult. Like I struggled with a lot of stuff. I was always getting into trouble. I used it as a way to kind of just relieve the pressure of like everything off me. Yeah. So I thought if I had it, I told my employers, family, that kind of thing. Uh, I even told some exes. So some ex-girlfriends I'd been with, I even like messaged them and saying, look, sorry, I did all these things during the relationship, but here's why. Yeah. Um, Because I felt that would be easier uh, and make sense because there were some exes that just didn't like me anymore. Uh, because of the things I'd done. Yeah. So for me, I used it as a way to uh, just alleviate everything. Um, In your case, like, I don't know if you need a diagnosis to make your life easier. Yeah. Because I can't think of any barriers 
you've got but once you get diagnosed you're gonna like you said it's only been since november we're july now yeah um you've discovered all this stuff about yourself that you didn't know so there's, yeah, i'm sure there's true. things in your life that are difficult and a struggle you just haven't connected the two yet yeah it's just the the way sometimes i think people can almost treat you like a child because of it yeah i don't want to have anything taken away from me in the sense of i'm still me and i'm still capable of doing the things i do mm-hmm. it just means there's certain social situations that i don't cope with very well yeah but also equally like i cope with everything i just will then deal with it myself later on in probably a negative way but it doesn't mean that i'm incapable i just see it, i see it with you sometimes where people think you can't do things and you can it's just you get used to it yeah uh i don't take anything of it now i don't get like offended if people treat me in a way where they think i'm i don't know i know what you mean uh maybe a little bit patronizing towards me yeah. or um kind of just they don't want to ask me or talk to me about something and they just tack certain things on and just sort of go oh it's because of this they haven't asked me yeah. if it's because of that They've just made the assumption that I won't be able to do something because of something and it just stopped me. But um, that's up to you. Yeah, it's just a, a weird sort of... Yeah. That's a weird... Yeah, yeah I, I, I understand your worries. Um, some people don't get diagnosed for that reason. Um, I was warned before diagnosis to not get diagnosed for that reason and just said that I could tell people um, if I chose to or not to, whereas they worry that once you're diagnosed, you have to formally tell everyone. Um, but it's not a legal requirement. You... No, I know. I, it's more of a worry. Some people it's just not a just... worry I have about like random people in day-to-day life because I wouldn't tell random people in day-to-day life, not because I'd be embarrassed by it or anything but i'm a really private person and i don't tend to tell anyone that i don't know really well anything about me i that's just the way i am it's like i've always been the same but it's just i don't like the idea of people's perceptions that know me well like my family or i guess close friends i don't have very many but more my family i don't i don't want like a change in perception because it doesn't change who I am like I've if I've got it I've always had it so for 21 years I've been the same I think I think there's like two different reasons so like I got diagnosed for like external things mainly it was like the way work was going for me yeah uh, the way people were with me so I got diagnosed so I could tell them this is why I am where I am like lay off me a little bit with this yeah with you I think it's more an internal thing We've talked about like your frequency of meltdowns, yeah, stresses, anxieties. Um, like you have a lot of them. You have a lot of like you've been told before rumination. Yeah, uh, you do a lot of things. So I think for you, like diagnosis won't be so you can go around telling everyone this is why I am the way I am. And I'm sure to the rest of the world, you'll be the same. Yeah, I think for you, getting diagnosed will be more so you can see someone, you know, that's professional in that can tell you why you're doing the things you're doing and just reduce your the problems you have when you're on your own. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that you're doing it for the same reasons as me. So no, I, I did true. I did it for that. So, like, I don't don't I don't think you'll be different because if I'm honest, apart from people that are listening to this, you haven't told anybody else like yeah. about like um the possibility of you having Asperger's. So they're not treating you differently yet. And once you get diagnosed, you can just not tell them. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more for you so that you don't have like the frequency of like all the different things that you have problems with. Yeah, I I think I I just want help with that. Yeah. I mean, that's what some people just get in for that. Uh, It's just because like, you you know, like some of the things you do need, you need someone to explain that to you, but you need a diagnosis to get that help that's a good point i think we both have like different things we struggle with because yeah you you had the struggle with authority and being told what to do and that sort of thing whereas i don't have that struggle i actually am 
I kind of the opposite to you in that sense like I'm really good with authority being told what to do to me is easy because if someone tells me what to do I don't have to make a decision or think about it so I tend to go along with that just fine like in that sense we we are different like I I've always been fine with authority in if anything like I prefer having that whereas yeah so I suppose I don't have that thing to deal with like mine is a lot more just knowing what triggers me why I am so bothered by certain things and yeah just calming myself down learning like the cheats yeah I guess yeah so like your diagnosis will just so you can make your own life better get to know yourself better learn things like you know i mean like about yourself personally that will help you yeah whereas mine was more like to make a barrier between me and like life in general because it was all too much um and that's like i said that's that's because your asperger's has developed completely differently to mine yeah uh and that's why our needs for diagnosis are different um but you still want to know yeah like this fear of having a label that you've kind of got isn't stopping you from then ringing the team and going, do you know what? Don't bother diagnosing me. I don't want this officially sorted out at all anymore. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I suppose that's right. I don't, I don't necessarily, it's not really a fear I have. It's just something that through talking is like recently I've noticed it perhaps more and there are things that I don't, uh, there are things that I hear to do with you that I disagree with because, uh, for example, at work I've heard people sometimes say like, oh, it's because of Nicky's got Asperger's and almost like say it in a way of like a negative way and thinking that you are therefore incapable, whereas I disagree because I know like you are capable of things. It's not a... Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to have that bit yeah it's a weird one yeah I know what you mean um but it won't be the same for you yeah because even though me and you have similar traits uh there's things we've talked about that we've got in common yeah the way you are in public and the way I'm in public are completely different to each other so it would be weird for people to say oh yeah well Scarlett can't do that because of this in the same way they do with me because me and you were completely different when we're in the public we're nothing like each other at all. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> and equally, you don't have to tell anyone. So yeah. like, I told everyone it's too late for me now. Not that I'd change anything. But yeah. Do you know what I mean? I told everyone the second I got diagnosed. I disclosed it to everybody. I was straight away in there with, I've got Asperger's, I've got Asperger's, by the yeah. way, I've got Asperger's. And when people out me in a way to other people, so when people say to other people, oh, he's got Asperger's, it doesn't bother me. I don't care that people know. So yeah, it's, it's I, irrelevant in that sense of, I don't care who knows. Um, you might have, some people do, some people don't. You might be one of those people that doesn't want everyone knowing and yeah. just thinks the people that need to know are the relevant people. Uh, whereas for me, strangers can know and people I've never met can know and I can have people, somebody right now could be telling someone I've never met that I work with someone that's got Asperger's, he does this, he does yeah. that. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, like I get weirdly defensive over it when customers come into the shop and say, if it's like a mum with her son and then we'll say my son's got Asperger's I get weirdly defensive and it's not my place to be defensive but I'll hear the mum do it and then think don't out your son like that's his choice but that's just because I'm such a private person that if my mum ever did that to me when I was younger had I been diagnosed then that would have been really upsetting to me but yeah it's just a case of I just don't it's in the same way that I wouldn't want anyone to say anything about me that I'm I'm sure other people wouldn't care about but just just tiny things about my personality yeah. that I don't like people knowing but this is what I mean so yeah it's just a, like a difference said, you're getting diagnosed for personal reasons I got diagnosed for public reasons yeah so obviously I'm going to tell everyone about it because that's why I got diagnosed you won't tell everyone about it because you're not getting diagnosed for that <laughs> yeah. Reason. so yeah it makes sense uh well that is almost an hour yeah um i'm not actually sure what was the topic of this one this time i don't really know <laughs> i'm gonna like just general chat i think general this time chat, yeah. um i have thought about it though like maybe maybe we should do like at some point i kind of want to 
we should talk about like pros of Asperger's because I feel like there could be ones. Um, I seem to be, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm not, but I feel a little bit conscious that I keep listing things of what I can't do and I can't do this and I yeah. can't do that. So I'm wondering like... Well, we say we've got like burger powers. There are things that we think we do better because of Asperger's. So yeah, maybe like definitely talk about when we do one, maybe we should think about doing an episode about uh, the benefits that. of it. Because like, obviously I've read some stuff recently about how people believe that autism is the like next step in like human evolution. There's those yeah. people that have like a positive outlook on it. So like maybe at some point we should do a a pro, here's the cool things about oh, being yeah. autistic. I mean, we could also talk because we've had a conversation about how it could be the next step. We could also incorporate, because we've, some of the stuff we've said from those conversations in that, because people, I mean, they might not be, but it's we have like an interesting take on that, I think. Yeah, I mean, just like as a thing. Uh, yeah. So like... Um, Maybe yeah. we could do that next. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah, just a, a pro benefits of being on the spectrum. Yeah, because obviously I like there's the some idea of that. there's some people out there that like want it cured, and I don't mean like people on the spectrum, but I've heard like some people refer to it as like there should be a cure for it. Or I was reading something recently about how they're looking at a way to genetically eradicate. Wow. autistic people so that it's something that doesn't exist anymore yeah whereas whereas because it was seen as like a massive negative um and i do like it is one of those things where i feel like given the choice i'd have it yeah um, given i the don't choice, I'd have, i think i, I think don't i would I, rather everyone had it i think that would be better for humanity but yeah um well you know i just think like if somebody said to me i can take it off you now uh, and you won't have it anymore i think i'd still keep it so yeah, this this fact that someone's talking about how they could genetically get rid of it. So maybe next time, even though I know we pick a topic at random, Let's maybe we sh- maybe we should do something like about positive why having autism is a good thing, yeah. and just these people that are like this study that says they want to get rid of it, and how that could be a bad thing. Yeah. All right yeah, then. I like that. Well, that's something I guess for people to look forward to if we do that. Yeah. Yes. You good. Yes. You want to say bye because you always say bye. Bye.